Uh-huh. What's up, good people? We are back. Daddy issues from the crib. Um, another episode. We still quarantining out here. The question is, when we stop? I don't know. I've already been loosening up on mine. I've been on mom's the last two weekends. I'm in no hurry to go back into the community. Um, just in no hurry. It's like you know, I know everybody gonna rush back to be in each other's faces. I'm gonna wait that out. Nah, and other than work in the gym, I don't care to be out like that just for no reason. I'm not. I'm definitely holding back on the gym because it's so unsanitary to begin with. The gym will probably be my last pull up. People be in there sweating and breathing and glistening and laying on stuff. That's going to be my last. I feel like at the movie theater, I can still wear my mask, hoodie, lay on the seat and just not move. People be smashing the movie theaters. I mean, in the back. I don't usually sit in the back. I'm usually right in the middle, right in that prime real estate location. Um, and now they got those seats in the movie theater, man. Prime real estate for the smash. The full recline. Man. <laughs> they got movie theaters where you can, they give you blankets and stuff. You just yeah. you fully lay it out, man. That's Smash City. Big time. Man, we uh, we are doing all questions today on today's episode. All questions from the good people, the good listeners, the, the good community we have built. So I'm excited. Because, uh, you know, Maya always come with the... It was studies found in Yugoslavia <laughs> that... A small community with only six people where they breed with the turtles. <laughs> A small village on the west coast of India, um, they had a family that, uh, so Maya, what we got on the questions? We have a couple of questions from our audience today. This first That's one, it? well, we have a good amount. This first okay. one, I'm kind of worried she's giving birth right now, so she might not be listening, but congratulations, Candid Cami 215 she writes... Getting ready to deliver a baby boy next week and wanting to know, do you remember how that experience went for yourselves? And do you have any calming advice for future fathers in the delivery room? In the, in the delivery room? Mm-hmm. Just do what you're told, I guess. That's, that's what I was doing. The only thing I hated about uh, both of ours... We didn't get to do the whole movie. My water broke in the whole scramble for the bags and get in the car. My wife's having a baby. We didn't do none of that because both times she had to be induced because we was at the two week point and it was like, all right, let's get them out of here. Both my kids was lazy. So there was no water break. There was none of that. So that experience we didn't get to do the bags packed and all that, which I wanted to do really bad because I wanted to see how calm I would be in that situation. But whatever. But as far as in the hospital, uh, yeah, do what you're told. I just did everything. That she want, what you want me to hold your hand, rub your back, give you these ice chips, whatever. Nurse come in, tell you, can you get on this side? Can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like the first time around, I was really just like on some, all right, what, 
what, what do you need me to do? And I was super calm, like beyond calm, where everybody else is kind of more, I was just chilling. I remember I went on a food run for my mom. <laughs> it was like just super calm. And then the second time around, I already been there. So I was just even more calm and just more. She told me she hated me the second time. I just took it like, all right, I get it. She, she, she looked at me in the face. She was like, I hate you so much. I was like, all right. She was like, I didn't mean that. I was like, I know. <laughs> just like, all right. But it was, I was super chill. And then, uh, yeah, just do what you're told. That's all, that's all I can say. Do what you're told. Um, for me, it was, uh, I remember when Cherie's water broke for Serene, my oldest. I was at, I was actually at the movie theater. Uh, watching Fight Club. I was watching Fight Club. So this was January 2000. Fight Club was at the cheap theater at the time. You know, the dollar the dollar theater. And I was in there. I was in there watching Fight Club. And then my boy Andre comes up in the theater. And hey, yo, Tony! And I was just like, what the hell is this? And then he was like, I turned around. He was like, Cherie's water broke. And I was like, oh, I scrambled up out of there. Uh, See, that's the moment. Yeah, I had to scramble. I had two scrambles. I had both scrambles for me. Because um, then everybody in the theater would be like, "Oh man, congratulations! Get there, man, get there." Well, he he didn't he didn't give me the whole message out loud for the whole theater. He was just when he called my name and spotted me. That's when he came close and was like, uh, "He should have uh, yelled it. That would have been an epic move. Move. That would have been a movie oh, man. That'd have been a movie moment. Like, yeah, you know what I'm everybody, yeah, everybody would have been clapping. They'd have been like, "Yeah, get in there." They'd have missed the whole plot twist, the Fight Club, and everything. <laughs> um, so, so I scrambled up to the hospital, and you know, for a while, like when the water broke, she was still like she had to dilate. So we were going through that, and you know, I'm feeling bad. She's like miserable, and like, oh, we're walking around, walking around the hospital, doing whatever just to ease the suffering. And I was just like, yeah, you're doing great, you're doing great. I feel <laughs> at one point, I remember falling asleep. While uh, I was talking to her calmly, it's like, yeah, you're doing your thing. You're doing great. But I was able to still talk and sleep at the same time. Were like, you sitting you down? Sleep. Were you I was sitting, sitting down? down. Yeah, because. I was sitting down. She was in the, in the like, tub. Oh, okay. And I was just like, yeah, you, you're, doing, you're doing great. Just keep going. Because I did that a uh, few times on the sit down. Because I was standing up trying to do the back rub. My back started hurting. Yeah. From the, from the bend over. Uh huh. So then I sat down. I was sure enough, like, oh man, I was out of here. I was like, yeah, you do it. I don't know how I was still able to be like, you do it great. It's like, <laughs> it's like a little voice recording. And then, um, and then once once the delivery process started, I remember I I hung back. I was close initially. Then I kind of got out of the way, and uh, I was trying to record, and I was just like shaking a little bit. And then, so I kept my distance on that one. Cecilia's birth, I was three hours away when her water broke. I was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, Cherie was in Albuquerque. That's about a three-hour drive. Uh, they tell me the water broke, so I hop in the car immediately, scrambling to Albuquerque. I had on, like, pajamas. I had, like, house shoes on. I didn't even grab regular shoes. Scrambling. I get to the hospital. It's already going down. Uh, this mad family members up there with Reed, like in her face, holding her hand, just like, oh, I ain't even gonna try to cut through all that traffic. And so I was down there in, on the front lines. I was like right here uh, with the vagina in the process. 
So much so that the doctor was like, can you back up a tape? Like, oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. Wait, wait, and how many I, people was in the room? I don't know. I, it, was, it was a bunch of people in there, though. Time must and, have been different. Yeah. And uh, when this, I went, this was this was 2001. Yeah, so, when I went, there was like father and one, like, uh, it was me, uh, her mom, and my mom. That's it. They wouldn't let people in like that. Nah, it was... It was uh it was crunk in there. It was game night. And I was just like, all right. And so, but I was down there on the front lines and when I and I was just close. I wasn't even grossed out of nothing. I was just like, man, you know, and then Sincere's head came out like, yo, he looked just like sir. Can you back up, sir? My bad, my bad. And so uh, so for Sincere's birth, I wasn't as nervous. I was just nervous to get up there in time. And then once it was going down, I was all in. And uh, basically, I was just, you know, try not to be a burden in the delivery room in any way. That's that's what I recommend. Like, listen to the listen to the staff, and listen to your uh, your girl. That's it. Anything else? Just just don't be a burden. If your girl says, "Just I don't want to see your face," get out of her line of sight. Yeah. Don't try to be stubborn and try to. Well, I should be here too. Get your ass out of her sight, man. She's going through a lot. You just go off in the corner. Don't argue with the staff. They know what they're doing. They do this day in and day out. You don't know more than them ever. And just don't be annoying in the uh, in the whole delivery room. Exactly. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Do do what you're told. Yeah. And be That's calm. Be the calm and influence because mm-hmm. it's, it's panic Absolutely. city in there. So be the common influence. You don't got time to have no attitude over no dumb shit or anything right. like that. Be calm. Do what you're told. That's your only job. You ain't giving the baby. That's the least you could do. Right. It's the least right. you could do. All you can do is chill. Just be in there and then hold the baby down when your girl is passed out from all the work she just did. Exactly. Change that first tar diaper. Right. Oh, that, first that tar that first diaper. I was like, dope. what is this? Man, it's it's weird. It looks like Venom symbiote suit. Yep. It's just a weird it's just texture. Black tar. It's, I was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Change it, hold yeah. it, get up. She gonna have the diaper, all that. Just you know, don't be an asshole. Just play your part. You know, be chill. Play your part. All right, what else we got, man? We have another question from TM. He writes, what are some experiences, beliefs, et cetera, that you grew up with and as a parent, you wouldn't want to pass on to your kids? Hmm. Hmm. What is it, beliefs or experiences? Yeah, it can be like mindset, you know, like... This is what I'm assuming. It could be religious. It could be like where where you go after you die. It could be like you're supposed to tip the waiter 20%. Just sort of any sort of programming your parents gave you that you're like, no, this was bad programming. I'm going to give better programming to my kids. I don't I don't know if my parents did anything bad, but there's some things that I just, because times, like like we've talked about it before, just to, just to not being so much the overseer and just like explaining why you're doing stuff explaining like conversations like they still still gonna be that respect factor off top but just like i know black parents love the you know because i said so or because but it's like that don't help me that don't help 
to know why this is going down like this. Or and I get parents also use that because they just tired of the shit at the time. And they just like, just leave me alone because I said so. Uh but uh that's one thing I really wanna let them know why I'm doing saying whatever that I'm doing, just the communicative part. So they just like dad's a jerk. But it's like no there's a reason I'm doing, you know, A, B, and C. Other than that though, I mean my parents, you know, they was cool. And it was it was definitely respect city in the house. But it was just, it was a lot of, you're the kid, I'm the parent, and that's just what it is. Okay. Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like, uh, when I think about how my parents raised me, um, it was cool, pretty much. Like, you know, I knew not to, I knew not to talk to them a certain way, which is something I instill, even today. Um, you know, rules of the house. Clean up after yourself. Uh, no cussing around, you know. Uh, of course, one thing I did at my dad's house that I that I don't have my kids do is that I would always we always had to ask before we went in the fridge, like before we got food and stuff like that. We would always have to ask, and um, so you know we would go to my dad's house every weekend, and my dad remarried and stuff like this. So I have a stepmom. We'd always, can I make a sandwich? Can I do this, that, and the third? Rather than just go in the fridge and just do stuff. So that was a rule we had at daddy's house that we didn't have at my mom's. And it didn't really bother me, to be honest with you. Uh, but I never, like, uh, kept it going with my kids. It was just, you know, something that we did at dad's house. And uh, we just got used to it. But what, it, it, what that instilled in me is just, like, you know, respect for other people's house and stuff like that. And, um, even, even that translated into like, when I go to people's houses, I, I just automatically start cleaning up like the kitchen, like, you know, Keon to tell you, I'll be at his house. I'll be in there gathering trash and like, you know, uh, just trying to straighten up a little bit. Usually I get kicked out and be like, man, get out of here, man. What are you doing? I just want to do the dishes real quick. Um, uh, cause I don't like contributing to the mess cause I know about the cleanup after. So I try to minimize the work for the host. Yeah, that's why I'm always in the kitchen during game nights. Because I clean yeah. as we're going, so I don't have that right. big cleanup at the end. Mm-hmm. You be you be in the kitchen too much, though, man. Get in the living room at least once. But it's uh, going to pile up. Man, just for one game, get in the living room. <laughs> you be in the kitchen every time. Uh, Not for Taboo. Taboo, I'll be in the, in the, in the living taboo, room. Taboo, yeah. Well, werewolf time, you be in that kitchen in the corner every <laughs> Cause time. Because werewolf, werewolf is always towards the end, and that's when I start mm-hmm. the cleanup. If we jumped out the gate with werewolf, I would be in the mix. But once I start the cleanup, I'm like, I got to be in this kitchen. Right. Or, or th- people want more snacks. And last time, we was baking more cookies mm-hmm. because people wanted more snacks. We was like, all right, well, this is what we do. Game nights, man. The weight the, game. We, anyway, I'm doing uh, that. As soon as, we, uh, as, soon as they say... Yeah, I mean, we we back out here. I'm throwing a game night. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got I got nothing on the belief to. Even even yeah. at my dad's house, we had to go to church. We had to go to church, and I I like I like the rules that I had to do at my dad's house because we had to we had to iron we had to we had to iron our, our church clothes. We had to go to church every Sunday. Uh, we had to ask before we went in the fridge. That gave me like a good uh, rule set 
that my mom wasn't as strict on. And so I was like, all right, this is dope. I learned how to iron and, you know, the crease and all of that. And uh, one thing about my dad, though, he was ridiculously cheap. It was just ridiculous. It was just like, all right. Like, I'm not, that's one thing I didn't, you know, I fuss about the prices. I'm like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, but I'll still get it. Like, with my dad and them, I remember I asked for G.I. Joe. They was like, well, what you going to do to earn this G.I. Joe? I'm like, man, it's $3 and something cent. So they made me just feel the pressure from that one request. I was just like, never again. And once he got cable, we never went to the movies again. It was just like, it'll be on cable. And this is the 80s where, in the 80s, it took stuff forever to come like, on cable. Like six, six months, six to eight Man, months. Like, if it was they, so long. If it was a box office hit, if a it was later. making money, oh. A year later. And daddy used to take us to the movies all the time. He took us to see E.T. so many goddamn times. But then once he got the cable, he's like, what's the point? And I was like, man, I just like going to the movies, man. The whole vibe. And then he dead at that. So, and I don't know how he is now, but um, yeah, it was just that chief. So we clowned him. He had the he had the generic food products in the cabinets <laughs> with the and this was back then when they had like the army letters on the generic. Like oatmeal, yeah. and it looked it looked like mash. When yeah. mash comes on, that, those were the letters. We just like, want to get some some Kellogg's, some Quaker oats in here. Like, man, this is just as good. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't have so much I either. Have, I, I like the way I was raised. Yeah, it's like I don't have any. Uh, now, now when I, you know, my mom, she could be a bit old school. Like we found that out when we uh on the last trip out there, she said Oriental to describe like <laughs> Asian people. Asian, I was yeah. like, what? Like <laughs> me and Cecile was just like, come on, man. We off that. She was like, what? And I was just like, all right. But that's just, you know, yeah, old school. That's just time. But you gotta nah. check the old school people sometimes to be like, no, we oh, we that. stay on our dad. We stay on our dad about stuff. <laughs> oh my, he'd be like, well, come on, man. In my day, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I really do like the way I was raised. It's just certain stuff. It's certain stuff that my dad did that it wasn't wrong. It was just he was always iron fist, and I just like, I'm just like that needs to be done. I just had to do it this morning with Kendrick on on the whole potty thing, but. Uh, not because he needed to go because he was throwing a fit and I was like nah bro we're not doing yeah. that then he ends up I going so uh, but just like uh, yeah just uh, we're not friends until you get older we're not friends but just like more a little more nurturing not saying that he wasn't not saying that at all but it's just like a lot of times I'll just be like man this dude is on my ass right and then you know but he would do he just had his own way of being nice you know what I mean? And I just didn't know it till I got older. So like he would do stuff like when I was when I was growing up, I never liked playing. I've always been an eater. So when I had a sandwich, you know, most kids just take the little mustard, the little meat, whatever, plain cheese, whatever. But I wanted like tomato, lettuce. Like I wanted a sandwich. And I remember he made me he was home off for a week. So he made our lunches every day. And I remember I got home from school. He was like, did you see a sandwich? And I had traded my lunch that day, so I didn't even see it. And uh, 
I was like, oh, what, what, what are you talking about? He's like, I put the lettuce and tomato in there. And I, that was his way of being like, I'm doing what you like. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I remember I was seven. I never felt so bad in my life because I traded that day. Because I was like, oh, it's another sandwich. But yeah, I took the time to put the extra stuff that I liked. I felt like shit. <laughs> like, I just remember that because he was looking in his eyes like, did you see your sandwich? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I didn't trade another lunch ever again because I was like, he took the time to do what I liked. So I was like, forget it. Even if I didn't like the lunch, I just ate it because I was like, whatever. That's that, dope. I, like, I was really hurt. I, I felt so bad that he did that. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, man. I traded away the lettuce, the lettuce sandwich. Man, you a horrible son, man. I was horrible. trash for that. I was trash. <laughs> That's one thing too, man. Like, uh, my parents were good at tender moments like yeah. um it, i've had a lot of like good moments with my parents where they were just cool we laughing we playing we joking whatever the case may be i there was always balance with my parents it, it was never like you because you know you see some parents it's always rules rules and fuss, yeah, fuss yeah, 24 yeah. hours a day where the tender moments at where are the where are the jokes the laughs the hugs the random play fights the those are important too. You can't just be rules, 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 rules. That's what that's when the kids be out of here. And yeah. so I my like that my parents that. show both. Yeah, my dad was extra on the tender moments because my grandpa was not. My grandpa mm. is straight street hood, hard man all the time. Like all the time. Mm. Like my dad told me my grandpa didn't actually physically say the words I love you until my dad was like 30. So like my dad was extra hugs and kisses and stuff. Uh, you know, he would he would balance. He would balance the damn dad's an asshole, but also this dude never misses a game. And he and he hugs me all the time. And he always right. so he made sure he was like, I just want y'all to know mm-hmm. I'm here. I might I might punch you in the chest tomorrow. But right now, you my guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm that's like, important. Right. Yeah. That's important. And then at the same time, you don't want to be the parent that's too soft all the time. No. Too much of the good times. And then the kids don't respect you when it's crush time. So the balance is key. Yeah. Because my dad, yeah. I will say, too, he kept the same. That anger energy he had with us. Mm-hmm. When it came to other people, though, we could count on that for him to go off on anybody who messed with us. And it was even the more. We loved telling, on, uh, <laughs> telling our dad stuff. We loved it. Well, how was school today? Man, the teacher said he did what? And we'd be like, oh, dad going down to the school. Like, you know, we used to brag on my dad going down to the school. I see your dad mm-hmm. going for the day. Yeah, he did, didn't he? My dad had no problem going <laughs> up to the school. None. He checked so many of our teachers for doing something that he that we would tell him. And he never, one thing I do want to copy, he never questioned, like, are you lying? Or if we told him something, that's what it was. Yeah, he never. He Did like he believed lie? us. Nah, nah. We we had no reason to do that. So I remember. I remember when my uh, brother's teacher, me and my best friend uh, Carrie, you know, he lived down the street. His dad and my dad went up there at the same time to check their fourth grade teacher. I forgot what he did, but they came home with the same story and they both rolled up two black dads. I was like, oh, it's going down. I don't know what they said to that teacher, but he didn't talk to them for the rest of the year. I don't <laughs> know what happened, but he shut that down. That's funny, man. My mom went up to the school on one teacher because uh, she she yelled at me for rocking in line, like you know. Oh yeah. You know? So I was just doing that, and she she just yelled. It was just a you know she probably yelled at me to the point where I probably ended up crying or something like that because I've never been a 
a teller. Like I've never, I would just be like, uh, I'll just keep it to myself. So I told her that one time and she went up there, cussed that teacher smooth out and the teacher never bothered me again. So I was like, hmm. but everything else I've never really told. I was just like, all right, you know. I only told if it was something that was just ridiculous. Like I remember a teacher made me pee on myself. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I was like, yo, I gotta go. And she was like, you should have went at recess. But you know, we playing and stuff. Like, we not right. And then the bell rings, you don't want to be late. So, but this is like way, this is hours after recess. And I'm like, yo, right. I gotta go. I gotta go. And she was just mean old lady. And she was like, You not going, you not going. And I tried to hide in the back of the class and I'm rocking. My friend is coming up to me, like, what's wrong? I was like, I gotta go. Like my stomach was hurting. Next thing you know, I just peed. And then they had to send me down to the office and get the uh uh, the uh, you know loner clothes or whatever. Yeah. So when my dad came to the school and saw me in them borrowed clothes, he just snapped, and he went off on he went off on the the, the principal, all the administrators in the office, which I felt bad because they didn't have nothing to do with it. He went right. up there, then he walked me down the hall to the classroom, and he cut. I mean, he talked to that teacher, and she was like an old lady, and I've seen the fear, like where she was like, just don't kill me. And he was going off. And he was like, if you got to go to the bathroom, you don't have to ask her shit. You do whatever. You I was like, I mean, he went off. And uh, that's, from that day, that's what shit get. Yeah. And from that day forward, I never asked to go to the bathroom again. I would just get up. She'd be like, where are you going? I'd be like, to the bathroom. She'd be like, all right. <laughs> he, he went off. He scared everybody at that school. I didn't have to do nothing else after that. When, when you peed on yourself, what was her energy like? She got mad. She was pissed off. And, my, and I'm embarrassed. I'm mad because I'm old enough not to do this. I think I was like in second grade. Right. I'm not peeing on myself no more in second grade. Right. And I did that in front of the whole class. So I'm embarrassed. She mad at me. She's like, oh, God, now I got to clean this up. And I'm like, oh, you, I told you. She big trash. Yeah. And she, so the class is looking at me. But I felt like my team, my, everybody hated her. So my, even my classmates weren't like, oh, you peed on yourself. Like, they was like, look what you made them do. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they wasn't even like, and my dad came up there. I mean. And went nuts. And I remember that day driving home, I was just looking at him like, man, this is my hero, man. Like, he I'm went glad off. she got cussed out. She got cussed. I'm she got glad threatened. he went to the source, too. I'm glad he went to he her. He did. Just... He was like, we going, where's she at? We went to the classroom. He went nuts. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I remember her, you know, the, the old people got that turkey neck throat. I just remember her being like, and it was jiggling. Mm. <laughs> she was scared. I was like, yes. That's what she get, man. Hell yeah. Trash. Trash. Anyway, we got another question. We sure do. Jasmine Collins asks, what do you think about parents who send their children to boarding school? Some begin boarding school as young as five years old. Are they better prepared for the real world or is it just an alternative for parenting for those who can afford it? Boarding school is when you send kids away to like... Yeah, they live there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I want to raise my kids. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of missing in action. Yeah, I don't want to do that. They, you got so much time in life where your kids are going to be gone and want to be away from you. Like, why would you send them at, at five? That seems ridiculous. Five is very young. Yeah, it sounds like you don't want to be with your kids. Sound like you don't like them. I can see those instances where the kids are just too much. They just horrible kids. You go into boarding school, you mess up again, and then they do yeah. it. And then, but but like stuff like five, ah oh, man. 
It used to be more common than it is. I remember reading, uh, uh, Dan Carlin just had a book out and he was saying that up until like 1900, the rich people would just send their kids to be raised by wet nurses, boarding school. Because rich people them. don't like their kids. I say that every, every, rich people don't like their kids. They don't like them. They are in the way. And they just be like, oh, these kids. They're in the I way of that money. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like them. When I worked in them rich neighborhoods and all the parents were trash, every last one of them. Do you think they didn't like themselves and that's why they didn't like their children? I think they just don't care. They're, to get to a certain status, I guess, financially, for most people, you have to have a certain level of selfishness, I guess, to put in the work to get that kind of money. And some of them is just, I think they're just so selfish, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Their relationships have the time to be trash. They don't really care about their spouse. Like, I'm trying to get this money. Yeah. Why do you think they married that spouse if they didn't like him? Money. They're looking at the time. They were having fun at the time. The kid. And sometimes the spouses is cool. And it's just the kid came in and messed it up. You know, whatever. Like, But I just, I don't believe in not raising your kids. That's just weird to me. Yeah, that's I, that's on the weird side for me. Like, I can only see you during, like, Christmas break, like, in the summertime. At and five? Then, yeah, it's just... You know, I like that whole dynamic of kids go to school, they come home, homework, we chilling, we doing whatever, we watching stuff, we going to movies on weekends. Like, you lose all of that. You lose all of the little nuggets going shopping together, all that. You just don't have it. And so... Um, you and you're not develop. shaping them. Yeah, like, what? What are, they're getting shaped by the school and the kids yeah. they go to school with. And them kids up there could be trash. Yeah. You know, yeah, try this cocaine. You, know, you don't know what they... <laughs> you know, and this is day after day, like... Because you know how when we go to college, sometimes we wild out, you know, but at least we're older. We're like, you know, yeah. 18, 19, and we're all freedom, you know. And we just out there. But, man, they got freedom the whole time? Ah. And I don't know what them people doing. Like, I don't know if you hitting my kid, if you don't, like, what are you? What if the whole school is in on it? You know what I mean? It's just, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. What about high school? Kids who said, parents who send their kids away for high school. I wouldn't do that either. I I, I would send my kid to a school, like, for sports reasons or whatever, but not away. You can go to this school if I got to drive further or whatever. That's fine. But away? No, I'm not sending you away. If my kid wanted to go in high school, if he really wanted to go to this particular school, he's like, man, I really want to go. They got this, this, that. And I'll be like, all right, man, but you're going to be gone. He's like, I could do it, man. You know, I would probably do it then, but they, they would have to really campaign for it themselves to be like, I really want to go to this school. Please be like, all right. You know, but I'll be like, <laughs> but for me to be like, you going to this school, but I don't want to, you going. Like, ah, nah, man. A lot of these uh, private high schools, a lot of these boarding schools will set your kid up for extreme success, at least in the high school. I don't know about the the younger kids, but if you get into like Exeter or something, that's your your hobnobbing with the oligarchs. You have a a really good chance of extreme success in life. I'm not saying I would do it, but if if your kid gets into one of those schools and they're willing to give scholarships for high school, you just got to think about it. That's well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, would, yeah, I wouldn't dismiss it if it was special reasons. Like I said, athletics. You know, a great educational program. Something that they want. Like they, they're campaigning for your kid to go. Your kid is interested. 
But I'm just yeah. talking about like you just sick of them and send them off. No. But if it's, it's like just a special, automatic send off. Yeah. <laughs> but but you if it's a special thing like where your kid has a talent or something and the school can help your kid with that talent, your kid's like, man, I think this would be beneficial. Then yeah, I might even, we might even move to where you at mm-hmm. to help you do the school. But just sending your kid away just because you're like, ah, get away. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what is that? Well, something like that. Like they, they really wanted to, the academic. We got a great program here, this, that, and the third. And your kids like, I think I want to do it. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm all in for that. Yeah, I, I can take, I can take missing them for that for the long term future success. Absolutely. And like I said, knowing me, I, I would, we moving. I'm getting an apartment in that area. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like mad far, but like man, we pulling up. Yeah. I remember watching a documentary and they were saying how in, I think it's Finland, they don't have private schools. Everybody of every class goes to the same public school and they're up Mm. in the world with like Singapore Mm. that they have some of the best schools because you don't get to just be like, oh, screw poor people. We'll have our own schools. So they only Mm. have so everyone's everyone's lot is in with the schools. Everybody's getting the same education. Everybody gets the same education. So their schools are great because these rich people can't. I like that. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I like that, man. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's why Singapore is so clean, man. F- uh, it's one of the cleanest cities I've ever been to. But so, no, you said Singapore, and I was like, Singapore is mad clean. Singapore is the opposite. You can pay a lot to have your kid specially educated. But they'll oh, beat they don't you. Do it? Oh, no. they Singapore is the, they have the best schools up there with Finland, but they do it differently in that there's a lot of private tutoring and there's a lot of like tracking your kids like, oh, your kid's smart. We're going to put him on the fast track for life. Private tutors. Oh, your kid didn't do so well. Maybe he'll he'll do something else. But they they'll also beat you if you put gum on the sidewalk. That's why I mean, Singapore is so clean. I love that. I respect like, man, that. need to beat people more often. This is yeah. beautiful. America needs to be beat so much. I'm all about the public beatings. <laughs> there's a there's I mean, a middle ground. Nah, man, Americans just be too entitled, and I'm sick of it, man. Sometimes they need a stick. You remember that kid that got <laughs> flogged in the '90s? We were like, "Don't flog him." Do you remember? No. You don't remember? He, he did. I think he was like vandalizing something, or he. Oh. I don't think it was gum. But they ended. They were like, "We're gonna give him this many lashes," and, and America's like, "You can't give him lashes." And they were like, "No, we're beating this kid." Oh, in Singapore. In Singapore, because he was I an do American. I remember that story because I remember my dad telling me he's like, "I've been to Singapore and it's so clean." He was like, "Sometimes you gotta give somebody some lashes." <laughs> if you if you want, let's say, <laughs> I feel like you should be hit if you litter. Yeah. Just a quick pat. Like, ah! Throw it in the trash. There's nothing yeah, we're wrong not, with we're not, we're not talking about crazy people, but like, like the people, the Indian, uh, when they was hitting people in the school. Shake your ass uh, in the yeah, I don't think that's that bad. Me either. There's a person who, because our streets are all tree-lined, they like to come and they like to eat their lunch in their car pretty much right in front of the house. And then when they're done, they put all their trash Right outside the they car. Should, they should be yeah, hit for that. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. You're too they old. They should be that. hit for that, man. Tony's trying to catch him. He'll be like, you know, when he's home, he'll be like, who's who's litter in front of the house? Because he's trying to do that. But I'm like, you're not going to fight these people who are putting yes. their trash in front of the Why house. Why not? He should. Because we're, we're not. we're not. Tony got big old legs. One kick to the chest. That's it. 
Tony's strong, man. He's strong. One kick to the chest, I guarantee he will eat lunch somewhere else. You, gotta, like- you gotta set the tone. I don't they're gonna keep him. doing it. They're gonna if keep kicked, doing it. If he kicks the window one time and breaks or shatters the window, that dude would stop. No, we're not fighting all people. Really, all he really has to do is say something. Like, yo, man, stop doing this. And then yeah, if they take it, if they want to take it to the next level, then what's good? Been right. waiting for this. <laughs> all right, I, I'm discouraging him from fighting these people. I'm gonna call him, tell him kick kick the door Fight in real hard. The people, I'll text like, him right in now. The door. Okay, we have another question from Travis Montague. I actually want to know the answer to this one. It says, "Real talk, Tony, you should try and smoke some weed for them dizzy spells. I know you're not with it, but you should try it." Tony, have you tried smoking weed for your dizzy spells? No. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like smoking weed. No. No, um, I don't know. I don't know. It would be hard to test if it if it helps. As a matter of fact, like you know, I don't know if I should do it mid dizzy spell or like because uh, because I, I always go through through periods where I don't have an incident, so it's hard for me to be like it's the weed. It's keeping it at bay. I don't know, mm. but I don't know. I'm just not a fan of weed like that. Doesn't work for everybody. A lot of people should not be smoking weed. Yeah, some people just use that as a pass to smoke all the time. It's, it's the hell. A lot of people get paranoid. They get really paranoid if they smoke. It doesn't agree with everybody. Mm. The few times that I have smoked, uh, one time I didn't like the way my lungs felt. One time we drank and got high simultaneously. Uh. So I was out of here. I was like, everything was funny. We were, we were obliterated. Uh, <laughs> that was a good time, though. And then um, I can't remember the last time I smoked weed. I think the last time I smoked weed, it felt like my lungs was was closing up. I was like New Year's Eve 2000. And I only did it so my boys would quit smoking so much. I was like, if I smoke with y'all tonight, can y'all cut back on the smoke? They'd be like, yeah. They didn't. They didn't uh, hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, and I think that was the last time I actually smoked weed. Um, it's different stuff now. You got to be careful with the stuff they have at the store right now. If you haven't smoked in yeah. 20 years, the stuff they have at the store, you wouldn't even recognize it. And I'll tell you this. I know edibles are different, but I don't, I don't like the way I felt the last two times I've had edibles. Um, and I was like, this ain't for me. So I What did know. you have? I, I don't remember. Uh, I remember one time there was like this edible Rice Krispie treat that me and Kanisha split. And uh, I ate by, I just down, I eat fast. So I was just like, bow. You know, and then uh, it took a while for it to take effect. We did the radio show we were doing, and then we went to the comedy store, and then on the way home is when it started kicking in. And I remember me and Kanisha were in the front. We were just tripping. I don't know what we were talking about. Brandon Lewis was in the back like, yo, they ain't done. And then on my way home, I just felt weird. And then once I got home and in the bed, that's when I felt like I was going to die. I felt like my heart was beating fast. I was just like, I don't like this feeling. It was weird. 
And then this last time, last year in Amsterdam, I had mad edibles. I was like, yo, I was trying to, I was trying to go for it. And there was nothing, nothing was taking effect. It was mad long. I was just like, and then I had, the Doughboy had like two little edibles, little chocolates. And I just had those. Like, man, this shit don't work. After I had his, I was done. I was walking around. They were talking. I was just like, it was a Spike Lee shot where you just still just going through the city. And then when I got back to my room, I had restless leg syndrome. I just couldn't get settled. I kept moving my legs. I was like, I can't do this. And so I was like, all right, that's it. You got to read the package. Yeah. Tried it. Edibles can get really, really dicey. You got to read that package. Sometimes, like I just bought a pack. It was 300 milligrams for the package. So if anyone knows Mm -hmm. anything about weed, that's... So 60 doses. Too damn much is what that is. Yeah. That is 60 mm-hmm. doses of edible marijuana in a little package of uh, gummies. So you got to be like, yeah. Tiny bit of that. The last time I did an edible, I was talking about being high on stage. And some dude, in the, I was like, I do like edibles. And some dude in the crowd was like, I got some right here. He's like, you going to take one? I was like, give me one of them. So I took, uh, uh, he had the gummies, the the rings. And I took, I, I I was like, what's the milligrams though? Because last time I took one, it was three times and I threw up. I got too high and threw up. So I was like, what's the milligrams? He was like, oh, these is, you know, I forgot what they were. But I was like, okay, give me half. And I took half and I gave the other half to Matt Rife. And uh, I got the perfect amount of high. I was like, per- I took the right amount. I'm good. Because if I'd ate that whole thing, I'd have been like, I don't want that. <laughs> You can I've, I've thrown up twice. I've thrown up twice off edibles because from taking too much because I didn't read or the person the first the second time they didn't tell me that it was a oh you're only supposed to take half and I was like oh we just popped one of these and it was like I was done I was high for like seven hours it was not it was not fun <laughs> that's about right it was a night I did I had to go out for do hard harder city. And Seven hour high, man. Yeah, I thought it would wear off by the time I got to the audition, and it did not. I threw up right before I got on stage, and I was lit. But I had went over my set so many times, I did it off repetition. Uh, uh, repetition. So the set, people was like, man, you killed, not knowing that that was all muscle memory, because <laughs> I wanted to go home and cry. This is, it, it was a horrible feeling. I remember the first time I did edibles, this was uh, when we were living in Pakistan and everyone there smokes hash. So our friend Hiba uh, said, oh, I'm going to make Rice Krispie treats. And instead of chocolate, she just put bits of hash, which is, if anyone knows what hashish is like, that's not what chocolate chips, you're not supposed to be eating them like chocolate chips. I was gone for 20 hours. I was just gone. <laughs> Because she didn't know. She just was like, and threw it all in there. And we were just like, oh, shit, it's a rice krispie. Excuse my language. It's a rice krispie treat. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to read the package. And there's people yeah. doing some homemade stuff. You just got to be like, well, how much did you use? No, no. Mm-hmm. And that was me in Amsterdam. I wasn't reading packages. I was just like, we out here. You only live once. I was in Amsterdam living. The only thing I didn't do was a prostitute. Everything else, I'm like, let's try it, man. Cue it up. And then that edible finally kicked in. I was like, 
<laughs> now I'm so I'm so scared straight now. I read I read it every time, and I know the milligram. I know the dosage that my body can handle now because them other two times was not fun. The first time it happened, I was uh, me and Cotty was just just dating, and she had went to work, and I had got uh, a cookie from somebody at my show. People always giving me stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I got a cookie, and I ate uh like it was like a little uh gingerbread and i ate like the head off of the gingerbread man and it wasn't kicking in i was like this ain't working so i took and i took like the arm or something and after that i got high and i was like okay good and i just kept climbing and kept climbing and kept and i just kept going up levels and i was like i'm done and she finally got home she was like you are high as shit and i was like yeah and i don't i don't want to be like i don't want to be like this anymore so I went to lay down and we were still new. I didn't want her to see me weak. So I mean, I'll never forget this. She'll never forget it. We were laying in the bed and I was like, hey, can you excuse me for a minute? I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. Like, that's exactly how I said it. I went to the bathroom. She, she said she could hear me in there. Just like, like I was throwing up. So I got, I got up five times to throw up. I just couldn't. It was, I was too hot. It was room was spinning. I was just like, it was too oh, much. Sound like a dizzy spell. It was too much. And I was like, all right. So from the, them, them two times, I ain't going to make it a third. I'd be reading. And now those two times where I had the edibles, I felt like I wasn't going to wake up the next day. I didn't like that. I felt like <laughs> this is it. This is it. It just it just felt, and I never feel like that. Like, you know, I've been through some wild, you know, medical stuff, and I just never felt like I ain't going to make it through this. Yeah, I hate that, man. I was like, man, uh-uh. A couple years ago, there were these brownies going around L.A., and they were $5. So, like, oh, it's just a whatever, but it was only about this big, probably about mm. four inches by four inches. And through trial and error, we learned you only have to eat like a 16th of that brownie to have a good edible. Nothing was labeled. This was before they were really strict about it. And, man, you buy one $5 brownie, that's enough for everybody's friends. So you got you got to be real careful and be like, have you tried this? What's in it? And then we we ate. I think it was like four of us. We ate, ended up eating half the brownie, left the other half out. And this small dog, the a roommate's dog, back where the old house, that he ate the brownie, the rest of the brownie. And that's what uh, his ass get. <laughs> Cotty's dog did that. Ate one of my cookies and was high for three days. Yeah, he was piss, he was pissing on himself. He didn't move. He couldn't get up. He was he was throwing up. He was done. And I was like, that's your ass get. You shouldn't have been in my stuff. She's like, Man. I mean, she called me. I was on the road. She was like, you're trying to kill my dog. I was like, what are you talking about? He ate your goddamn cookie. My dog's going to die. You've always hated him. You left it out on purpose. And you're trying to kill him. I was like, no, I, I didn't think he would get to that. And he was high for three days, shitting on himself. I mean, he would not move. Like that's what he get. Here's the thing: like one thing about edibles, they need to just make them nasty. Like don't make don't make stuff good. Cause I'm gonna eat it. I'm a eater. Like I eat it. Like you know, you you give me a brown. I'm not like a. I'm just have a little bit of the bread. That's not how I eat. So even though it's an it edible, I'm be like it's a brownie, man. You know, if it's more like a pill, I can do one pill and then move on with my day. But like if it's a brownie and it's decent. I'm be like, man, let me get another piece of that. And so, you know, they need to just make edibles taste like Tylenol. Like protein, <laughs> protein bars? Yeah, something that's just not appealing. 
Don't be yeah. making it good all, all top and it's edible. No. Yeah. I would rather thing. I would rather just take like edibles now. I just take because some people be like, how much do I need and want to do it all at once? I'd rather take too little and add. So mm. I'll take a little and be like, it's not working, and take a little more rather than just just take this. I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't trust that. Let me right. let me build up. I don't never want to feel sick that them two sicknesses again. So even with even with the gummy, I think I had a fourth of it first, and then I took the next piece because I was like, okay, I see it, and this is. So then I knew I could have a little more, but I was like, I'm not gonna take the whole thing out the gate. Mm. I'll build up. I think they jumped the shark with the goldfish edibles. You know, the edibles that look and taste like goldfishes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you make those? Right. Yeah, gold, goldfish are good. They're very palpable. Yeah, so why why yeah. would you make something that children like to eat and you put it, fill it with THC and, and uh, that part. CBD? That part. Your kids be up in the man, listen. Um, so to answer that original question, now I, I thought about... You know, trying weed for it, but I don't know. Okay, we have another question about uh, Tony. Your the children you have right now. This is from mm-hmm. Tiffany Henny Brown. He says, "Hey, Tony." The children I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> question: How close are you to dumping Dapper in Midnight? I am a cat lover too, but I've had a oh. cat named Nigel for five years. I had a cat named Nigel five years ago, and I turned him. I had to return him because he was crazy too. He tore things up regularly. And then she says, try fostering before buying. My current cat is a foster fail. I've had her for almost five years. So are you going to get rid of Dapper in Midnight, really? I'm close to it, seriously. Because it's just, it's always something. Always something. Like this morning I woke up, it was no incident. I was just like, finally. But like even yesterday, they they knocked over the water, the water dish. So I get a call from my landlord. And the landlord is like, yo, the neighbor from downstairs saying that there's water leaking from upstairs into his kitchen. So I panic and I'm all, I'm walking, I'm in the hills somewhere. And I'm just like, yo, did I leave, did I leave some water on? Is the kitchen flooded? And I don't know what's going on for water to be coming downstairs. So I just panicking. And then luckily Sabrina was home and turns out they knocked the water dish over that she just filled up. And so it was just water all on the floor. I was just like, what was the point of that? Like, you know, it's just always something day after day. And then yesterday, Dapper gets on the stove and knocks the cornbread on the floor. So it's just like, so, and I wanted them to stay natural. I wanted them to keep their balls, their claws, all that. So they're getting their balls clipped. Um, the week after next. So we we made the appointment. If they still act up after this, because they say they calm down after they get, you know, neutered and, you know, the peeing should stop in the spring and all that. If that don't change after this ball clip, they out of here. Because I, I can't keep I can't keep dealing with this because I've never had cats this bad. They're kittens. You got them as kittens. They're going to be a little rowdy. I, I've lived with I've lived with, you know, cats from kittens to this is the worst I've ever had. I've had a lot of cats. And Every time you talk about them, like people always be like, nah, he just be playing. I'm like, look at his I'm face. He's not serious. playing. When you it's zoned just... out last podcast, I'm like, he's serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's and I'm losing not, it. I'm not really a quitter like that. Like, I'm not a quitter. I'll be hanging in there, but I'll be like, 
I can't keep dealing with this because y'all are stressing me out. Like, I can't get a new couch. I can't get, you know, this, that, and the third. I can't just go to bed without making sure the kitchen is set up like home alone every night. I'm like, man, bro. <laughs> they chew, they chewing through cords and just ruining my video games. I'm just like, bro. I didn't know cats did that. That's crazy. Man, yeah, they chew cords. They chew cords. I didn't even know that. But they hadn't been, they had, they've been leaving the cord alone the whole time. And then one night they just chewed on the on the top piece. Because they knocked the PlayStation down the night before, almost broke the PlayStation. So I'm just like, and that was, that was pure accident because they were playing and then they hit the cord. So I'm cool on accidents, but when they just purposely doing shit, oh man. So I was just like, I was telling Sabrina, I was like, I don't know how much law got to put up with this. <laughs> and she was like, and she made the appointment yesterday. And I was just like, all right. And if this take- don't work, boarding school. Cat they boarding, boarding school. school. They out of here, man. Cat boarding school. Meow University. You gotta it's not give worth it a- the stress. Yeah, but you got to give it a few months after the neutering to see what their new personality is. Oh, no, it's not going to be the next day. It's not going to be like, all right, I took your balls yesterday. But if they keep doing this, I can't, I can't keep living like this. It's going to be me or them. That that story be- of them turning on the goddamn gas is ridiculous. Turn on the fire. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You could die. You literally could die. Almost kill it. People like, nah, the way it's you set have up. to. I don't have to yeah. do shit. <laughs> I don't have to do shit. If they turn the stove on, they got to go. Ain't no, you got to give them a chance. I don't have to do none of this. No. I can drop him Tony- off in different communities <laughs> tomorrow and be on about my day. <laughs> the way Tony's apartment is set up, if his house catch fire in the kitchen, he he damn near done. done. He'd have to jump done. out that back window and hope he don't break both his legs. Done. Don't just drop and him I'm off at a shelter. And I'm putting other people at risk. Yeah. I'm dropping them you- off in a neighborhood. No, no, no. My friend Debbie works at a, a no-kill cat shelter. So if you if something happens and you're like, I need to get rid of these cats, uh, we'll take them. I'll talk to Debbie. So I'll make sure they go to a no-kill shelter. Okay. They might be at this no-kill shelter. <laughs> the boarding school. <laughs> the boarding the, the shelter. Boarding school. The boarding <laughs> school I want to send them to is taught by coyotes up the street. That's the one I want to send them to. Midnight, especially. Dapper can go to the no-kill shelter, but Midnight... Coyotes, man. Really? <laughs> I got a soft spot for black cats, so you said Me that. Me too. But until this bullshit here, no. <laughs> Worst <laughs> cat I've ever had. The fed upness is making me laugh. Oh Just man, like, I hate, I hate them. They're becoming trigger words for me. Like when, when people bring up the cats, it kills my whole energy. You be like, you know what? I'm not so hungry anymore. Excuse me. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm sorry to hear that. Taylor Johnson has a question. Yeah. <laughs> he asks, Tony, what was something that you and your kid's mom were on total opposite sides of when it came to your kids? And how did you work it out? As a single dad, this is probably the hardest part for me personally. Um, you know what? Nothing, nothing really stands out in terms of uh, we've always been really good at like 
honoring the rules we set forth, even if we may or may not agree, like, you know, uh, the boys never ate pork growing up. And that was for me. And like, you know, Cherie never was like, let them eat. You know, it was, she never, it was never an issue. It was just like, all right, they don't eat pork. And then once they became 18, it was like, you can eat it if you want to. So they dabbled in it after that. But uh, until then, they just never ate pork. And uh, Rhea has always been big on church and taking them to church all the time and stuff like that. I'm not really a church guy. Um, so it was never, it was like, all right, church it is, you know, it was never, it was never an issue. Uh, did you go with them or did they just go with the three of them? I would go on occasion, but it was like rare. You know what I mean? And I remember my dad telling me, he's like, you should go to church with them, uh, all the time. It's like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm really not a church all the time guy. Like, you know, we went as kids just because I had to. But I like going every now and then, getting the word, feeling refreshed. And like, yeah, that was a good time. But every Sunday. I honestly um, agree with, like, I feel that way. When I became an adult, I stopped going as much. Mm-hmm. And the occasional go, it feels better. It's yeah. like a re, like a, ah, all right. Mm-hmm. And then I want to take a couple months off again. And then, the, like, the occasional, I always felt like I got more out of church than when I was going three times a week. Yeah, because it's just, I was just like, I don't want to be anything. here. Yeah, I right. don't want to be here. But when I would go on the occasional, like, my mom be like, y'all want to go? And we go. And me, Cotty, and the boys go. I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. When I hit that occasional, I'd be like, yes, God is good. Man, that was a good time. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm recharged. But, um, that's really the only thing we never really had issues like that. We were always good at like backing each other up. Like, what'd your mom say? You know, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't violate that code and she would do the same on her end. So it was just like, we've always been good at that. Whether when we were together and broken up, we, we always kept that like, um, you know, that's strictness. That's why I joked about it on stage. It's like whatever your mom said, I gotta, I gotta back that up. So we've just always been good at that, and uh, nothing really stands out in terms of me getting frustrated with with, her, with the rules she had going. Um, but I don't know. You talk to her. Oh, I hated how Tony did this. She might have a different story. But on my end, it was never you know an issue like that. I've always admired how you and Rhee were as parents. Uh, just like, even though y'all wasn't together, y'all was always on the same. Y'all just seemed real chill. Yeah. Like I've seen I've seen so many ugly divorces, and y'all seemed like it was so chill. Mm-hmm. Rhee is just a chill person in general. Yeah, like, she came to game night, I was like... Yeah, she just, she just chill in general. So it's not like, you know... Uh, She'll be making a big deal out of stuff. So that just worked on the parental tip. Because, you know, sometimes a lot of parents make it about them more than the kids. Yeah. And so this is what I want, you know, and that's when that's when the real problems and the head button and the headaches and the tug of war can start. It's really from the parents more so than anything else. So we always try or to the, avoid that. The dreaded, you always get your way. It has nothing to do with the yeah. subject at hand. Like, so what if right. I always get my way? What's good for the kid right now? Right. Do you want to do one last question? Do you have, think we have time? Yeah, we do one more. Okay. Bray's son 
asks, hey, Tony Maya, I really enjoy this podcast. Thank you, Bray. Uh, right. He's watched <laughs> all the episodes back to back. And he really vibes with it. Um, I have a question. What is one of the best movie endings you have ever seen? The one that immediately comes to mind for me is The Mist. Good choice. Oh, that was a Mist great ending. That Mist was a great cold-blooded ending, man. I didn't see that coming. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> That was so cold. That was a great ending. Oh, good ending, huh? What you call? We just watched, what you call it? That had a good ending. Uh, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves had a good ending. Um, it did. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. Uh, what else had good? A lot of stuff had good endings. Do you remember Frailty? Yes. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. I that love was a that good one. one, man. Frailty had a good ending. The Sixth Sense was an incredible ending. Yeah. No one saw that coming. Yeah. Um, I think The Ring had a dope ending. I didn't see it. Wait, The Ring is the scary movie, right? The Seven Days, the videotape, yeah, she comes yeah, out yeah, the TV. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was a good that. ending because I really, I saw an advanced screening of that movie, so there was no, you know, nobody spoiling and no pre-hype. So I went in there. I was like, "All right, you know, a little subtle." And the movie was cool or whatever. And then once they got to the scene when she came out the TV, I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" And so that was a great ending. I'm trying to think, I, I think Infinity War had a fantastic ending. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" I'm trying to think of a movie that made me like after it was done. I was just like, <laughs> like just stuck. Infinity War, it already got kind of spoiled for me because I saw it the weekend after it came out. Mm, so I'd already okay. seen the snap memes. So I was like, oh, when it, so yeah. when it finally started happening, I was like, oh, this is what people were mm-hmm. talking about. Um, we went in there. We had no clue what was going to happen. And then once people started disintegrating, we was like, the th- the, th- the, th- the movie theater was so quiet. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was like it was bone silent in there. It was just like, oh, <laughs> it was one person in the audience after a long pause. It was, oh, <laughs> oh was like, you know what had a good ending, and I remember the th- how the theater reacted. Uh, Inception. Mm. When he twisted that thing and they cut it before we saw if it was real or not. I remember the whole theater was like, yeah, what is it? Is he dreaming? Because they wanted to see him get I hated that. I hated that, Oh, I loved it. Because in my mind, it fell. I hate hate it when they leave it up to us, man. Oh, that was so good. Because the whole theater was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to know if he made it. When he hugged his kid, they, they wanted to know. I hate it when they leave it up to us, man. I, I liked how they cut it off. That left me like, yo. Yeah. Fallen had a dope ending. It was cold. Um, Remember the Joy Luck Club made me cry. And I don't cry like that. But the end of the Joy what? Luck Club. I never heard of I never saw that movie. I heard of it, but I never seen it. Oh, it was, it's a ladies film. It's about all these Asian mm-hmm. women. And I never cry, but at the end of the Joy Luck Club, I like sobbed. And I was like, what's happening? Why am I crying? But it was really? good. Trying to think some good endings, man. 
I just like any oh. ending that's not predictable. Mm-hmm. When they can catch me and I'm like, damn, I didn't see that coming. I like those in it. Or if the person I wants to win actually wins. Yeah. Now like Shawshank Redemption was yeah. a great ending. Because now you got to the point now where you don't even expect the person that you like to win because they just be, they just don't be doing that. So when they actually do win, I'll be like, yes. Yeah. What about Mystic River? Do you remember that ending? It wasn't Mystic a great River. ending, but it. I remember it. I was sort of like, oh, no. That yeah, made me so I, I was sad. Like, me, yeah, I was like, damn. It didn't, it didn't leave me feeling good. I was just like, damn, man. You know, and uh, I love the movie though. I love that movie. Um, That's the Sean, Sean Penn, right? Sean yeah. Penn, Kevin yeah. Bacon. That my daughter in now. Man, yo, Sean Penn's performance in that movie. As as a parent, and like what I love about Sean Penn's performance is that it wasn't like a quick get over it. You know how some yeah. people lose the kids; they they cry in the moment, and then they. You know, Sean Penn was you. You could tell he was grieving for mad long, and this was like a tough dude. So it was just yeah. like he was done, and so you felt that throughout. And I was just like, man, this is so. I well definitely, done. I definitely watch movies differently now as a parent. Like the mm. Will Smith joint when he lost his daughter. Um, oh, that movie. I didn't. I don't know if I, I don't know. I, I think I cried. I don't know because it, it definitely watered <laughs> up. I can't remember if they fell or not, but I, like he just he couldn't take it, and yeah. I felt and when he was, uh, I was like, I get it. I mm-hmm. I get and it. That that had a that had a good that ending did. too because it was like that, a that little plot, yeah the plot twist in there. I was yeah. like, oh, that, that's mm-hmm. who the yeah. I didn't see that. that definitely had a good plot. Not nah, either. That definitely had a good plot twist. But I was feeling I was emotional that whole movie. The pursuit of like, happiness had a great ending too. Yeah, when he when but he got the job, knew, but you knew that, like, yeah, no, it don't have. He didn't say a plot twist. He said yeah. a great ending. That's what I'm and saying. So, I'm saying like sometimes the endings take away from me when I know I already know it's gonna oh, happen. I felt yeah. the. I wanted. I was waiting for the moment to where he he was gonna get out of this, and when it finally came, and how he reacted to it, I was just like, yeah, yes. Uh, I watch that. I go back and watch that in the, that scene every so often, man, just because I love it. I love Rudy. The, the moment. <laughs> oh, Rudy with the. <laughs> I use that gift so much. Is this so funny? The hat. Ah, oh, man. We watched yeah. a comedy uh, that we loved. Uh, you saw it. You reviewed it. The Death of Stalin. We loved that movie. No, I didn't review that. You didn't review it? Uh, Steve Buscemi stars? I've never seen it. You never saw never it? it? Technically, mm. it's a comedy, but it's a historically uh-huh. accurate. I had to turn it off a few times just because of all the all the murders that Stalin did, just willy-nilly, but it was a mm. really good movie with a satisfying ending. Mm. I thought you reviewed that last year, Death of Stalin, starring Steve Buscemi. Nah. That's an old joint, right? It's like two years old, maybe. Oh. It's the guy. Ending I liked above the rim. (laughs) I was sick of Birdie's shit. I was I was glad that he got what he deserved. I was sick of it. Oh, the Departed. Oh yeah, that was. Woo! That was good. That That was was bad, but I was. It was good, but I was. There was. 
And I was like, shit, oh, yeah. oh. And it was just like, yeah, The Departed, great ending. There was another, oh no, that's The Departed. Departed was so long. I like, it was another movie, but nope, that was Departed. The apartment scene, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ever see uh, The Loft? Nah. That had a good ending. Hmm, The Loft. Who's in there? It, uh, I forgot it was about a dude. The the premise was the guys had like a bachelor party or something in a loft that they all owned and a no. girl came up missing and they were you were trying to figure out who did it or whatever and mm. why and all that stuff. So it's one of those whodunits, which I'm a big fan of. And then at the end, I was like... <laughs> this movie called Identity has a dope ending. Why do I feel uh, like I've with, seen that? It's with John Cusack and it's a bunch of people in this motel. Uh, I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. You might have. That had a dope ending, a nice little twist ending. I did like the movie uh, when they were all in the elevator and somebody was possessed by the devil and you were trying to figure out who it was. Devil. Oh. Yeah. I, I, mm. I, I like that. That was a good movie. I don't movie. remember how it ended. I got to think I about how it ended. Are we ruining endings for people? I don't it, know. Because no, if we I tell said, people how it ended. Well, I didn't, that's why I didn't say anything. I'm just, I, just like, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these movies are old as hell, so it's kind of like, well, damn, if you ain't seen them now. But I'm still like, uh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, because I, li- I liked the end of um, of The Devil, too. That was a, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. You know what it was, too? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I want people to see it. Like, I want people... I yeah, I don't want to ruin it. endings for people, because it doesn't yeah. matter if it's old or not. They're going to see it on streaming. Right. Well, yeah. I, th- I think we gave a pretty good list there. Um... As usual, guys, thanks for the questions. Uh, if you got any more questions, no matter what they may be, uh, ask us in the, in the comment section on YouTube. We'll tackle them on the show. Uh, we still out here. I got no shows coming up. Um, so we just out here, man. Yeah. Uh, you got anything, Kia? No, I personally don't have any shows up, but I've seen that people are, do have shows coming up, so hopefully soon. I've seen a couple mm-hmm. people got dates. They only allow like fifty people in though, like per show. Ah. Like see- seating is limited, but you know. So hopefully soon. Other than that, uh, subscribe to my YouTube. I'm actually this year. I actually started uh, actually building my YouTube, so I'm actually putting stuff on there now. And uh, I'm gonna have I got some show ideas that actually I need to run by Valentino when we get done. So my yeah, I'm about to start putting out a lot of content on my YouTube. That's not on my IG and other stuff. Yes, indeed. All right, y'all. Well, until next time, we out here.